Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And today we are going to talk about a topic that comes up all the time in our community, music. There are lots of opinions about the music we dance to, what's good, what's not, and how it influences the dance. And we're going to talk about that plus DJing, trends in DJing, what makes for a good DJ, what it's like to be a DJ, and how DJs are impacting our dance and our community. To bring some expert opinion and insights, we're excited to have with us today one of the best and most widely recognized DJs in our community. She started dancing West Coast Swing in 2004 and started DJing in 2008 in Houston, Texas. She spends countless hours seeking out new music to share with the dance community, and she loves to see a floor packed with dancers. Her music sets contain a mixture of genres to keep the dancers on the floor all night long, and she is sought out as a DJ for social dancing and competitions at local and national events. She is a member of the Global Swing DJs Group. She was voted 2010 DJ of the Year by All Swing DJ Group. And in 2014, she was inducted into the DJ Hall of Fame. Please welcome to the show, Miss Ruby Lair. Hi, everyone. Yay. I'm so happy to be here today. So happy to be here. So glad to have you. Have you. Um, and yeah, thanks for taking the time. We wanted to start off with um, just sort of hearing your origin story of how did you get involved in West Coast Swing and how did you become a DJ? Um, so I got involved. I was really, really involved in a Houston dance called Houston Swing Out, two-step rather. And so I was heavily involved in that. And we were looking for a venue to have classes and dances. And we went to the Melody Club. Ooh. And I saw this dance and I was like, what is that? I have to do that dance. It was just, it just kind of opened my eyes to another way of dancing because all I knew was the other dance. So, so I, I just said, I have to do it. And the next Wednesday I was in class and I did that for like 10 years in class. So that was my first intro and, and how I fell in love with this dance. And the music is a, a progression of that for me because the music is also what I fell in love with. So once I was, you know, um, dancing for a while, I, I loved just the, the diversity of the music because from my dance is R&B. It's just I'm an R&B girl to my soul. I'm an R&B girl, just R&B. But but once I got in the West Coast, I'm like, there is so much other music out there that we can dance to. So I became interested in DJing after that. I really I don't think I was interested. I was like, maybe I should DJ. Oh, maybe I should do this. You know, <laughs> And then Bob Bowlby, we were at a dance and Bob Bowlby said, you want to DJ? I'm like, sure, whatever. And about two months later, he came up to me and he said, you're going to DJ. I'm like, what? I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. And he gave me his whole library. Just oh, wow. All of, yeah, he gave me his CDs. So mm-hmm. all these CDs that I had to bring on the computer, but he gave me a bunch of CDs. And I said, okay, I'm ready. I, I, I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to DJ. And I was awful. I was so bad. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what real West Coast swing music was. I just knew what I liked, what I wanted to hear, and I wanted other people to hear it. So, and I mean, I didn't become good overnight. So once I realized I was awful, people don't tell you that. They don't tell you you're awful. I was going to ask you, how did you know you were awful? Oh, because I I didn't know my equipment. I didn't know my music. And so I'm Texas, so I had to play blues, right? So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's three blues. Here's three pop. Here's fast, 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 fast. Here's slow, 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 slow. So I was, <laughs> sorry. I was just playing what I liked, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I realized I was bad at it. They would tell you that I was bad at it. So that that made me want to learn how to be good. I'm sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that one, I that gave me that I really wanted to learn how this music because I love this dance so much. I wanted to learn it, and so I spent days and nights and weeks and months and everything learning the music, learning how to play the music, and also learning my equipment. DJ software because I didn't know that either. So when I first played my song, we just run into each other. It was like this one would end and there was no break. The next one would start. So I had to know my, I had to learn the music and my equipment and the dancers. After I would DJ, so Bob still brought me up there. I was like, thank you, Bob. I'm sorry I did that bad. Thank you, Bob. I would ask the DJs, I mean the people after I dance, what do you think of this song? What do you want to hear on this time? You know, how many blues should I put? What, what is this and that? And that? So. That helped me to learn what they wanted, not what I wanted. So then what would you say, because you do you do social music and you do competition music, right? So yeah. then what is your approach to differentiate between social and competition music when you're DJing? Um, social for me is easier because I'm watching, whether it's social or comp, I'm watching the floor all the time. So I want to make sure that I'm watching everyone. That's dancing. So everyone gets a little, you know, music that they like because you may not like this song. Mm-hmm. It may be, you know, a new song. I don't like that, but I want to make sure I get around to some people that something that maybe you will like because it's only three minutes, right? Three and a half minutes for a song. So I want to look around for everyone, not just the ones that are standing. I mean, the ones that are dancing every song, but the ones that are in back corner. I look in all the corners if I can see them. Depending mm-hmm. on how but, you know, locally I can do that. I can see people all around and I'm like, how can I get you up to dance? What song is going to get you up to dance? So that's what I'm looking for all the time. So I sit there and I'm like, the whole time I'm just looking for music, really. And going through my library, I know what songs I have, what songs I don't have. And I've always asked people, you know, what's your favorite song? So mm-hmm. I used to have an older of people's favorite songs. So who wouldn't like, you know, when they, when you walk in the ballroom, they see you and it's like, she played my favorite song, so I right. have a little folder of it. So mm-hmm. it makes you feel good, and it also encourages you to dance the rest of the night. So, but for competition music, mm-hmm. it's so much preparation for me because I prepare before the I prepare long before the event because mm-hmm. I want to I want to make sure you have a balance for heats. I want to make sure it's balanced. So if I give you R and B pop blues, <clears throat> every heat's gonna get R and B pop blues with the same type of energy, same type of feel. And so, and also there are a lot of things that go into that. So I wrote this down so I can remember about uh, competition music because I wanted to make sure I got all the points in. So I need to know, so sometimes it's just me, sometimes it's other DJs. So I need to know I'm prepping for the music. I need to make sure I put blues, old, new. Sometimes I have to play bumper music. Sometimes I have to play Two song break, you know, one song break. So you have to be prepared for all of that. And and that's just like switching your you're like just thinking about, okay, what do I have to do now? What do I have to do then? But but I still try to make sure it's balanced and even and and you don't always get it right. You don't, because sometimes you want to put the new song in there, the new popular song in there, but maybe it's not good for comps. But you have you tried it, right? So sometimes you put in songs that you think are good. Because a lot of times I'll play new songs and I'll be in my living room dancing, you know, like, will this work? 
well, that works. So but sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't get it so right. So you, I work on that. So I still ask dancers after, you know, comp, mm, what did you think of that? Or how did you think about that? So I'm always looking for feedback. Always. That's good. Yeah. That's so, important. Yeah. That helps you become better it, at what you're doing. That's help. And we're all, I'm always mm-hmm. learning from every DJ that I sit with. I learn something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's about sound. Maybe it's about a song that I should be playing that I wasn't playing, but I learned something each time. So at least I tried to. Are there particular DJs who influenced you or that you learned from? Bob Bowlby was the first one. I, so he taught me about the blues. So Bob Bowlby, Ray Coleman, Donnie McIntyre were the blues. So I learned to appreciate and know blues through because I didn't know anything about blues. I knew down home blues, you know, <laughs> I knew Southern Soul, but I didn't know, you know, the blues. The, so they taught me that. And then Victor, he probably got tired of me coming up there when he was playing a melody. Victor, what's that song? Victor, have you heard this song? Victor, what is that song? So, and when I started DJing, he really encouraged me. And I would go to him and say, how do I play, especially during comps, how do I play comp music? So he'd give me a guideline. And then he also started suggesting to other event directors, you know, maybe you should hire Ruby. So I'll always be, you know, forever grateful. And then Chair, Chair gave me my first job at ACC that was national. I was scared to death. But she had faith in me. And then we play together a lot. So we traveled a lot. We roomed a lot. We talk about music. We talk about DJing. So there's just a lot of, you know, those people were very you know, the ones that inspired me the most to, to start with. And then there are people I've met along the way, you know, because I'm friends with April and Emily Reed and Louis St. George. So I learned from all of them. I learned from all of them, Helen Taco. So, right. Yeah. So there are people that inspire you and there are people that are continue to inspire you. And that's what, do you, what do you think makes for a successful DJ? Oh. <laughs> One thing, <laughs> learn the question. It's a good question. Uh, the one thing is to learn to play for the dancers. You're never playing just for you. I think that's the first thing you need to learn is you're playing for the audience. You can sit there and play for you all night long, but are they dancing? Will they continue to dance? And we should be, you know, inspiring people with the music. Like, I want you to say, oh, my God, I don't I can't dance anymore, but I have to dance to this song. And also we we you know how we introduce new music. So there's a way to introduce new music. So we should be introducing new music at the same time as inspiring people. And I watch the floor constantly. I'm watching all the time. That's why I don't dance as much as I used to, which I hate. But I'm watching the floor constantly because, you know, we're like the ringmaster. We can change how everything goes in the in the ballroom, on the dance floor. So I'm watching all the time. But you have to first not play for you and watch your floor religiously and play music that you, you know, it's good to play new. It's good to play old. It's new to play all genres. Just mix it all up and you encompass the whole, you know, ballroom or dance floor. So do you think that all DJs do that, Ruby? Not all DJs. I don't know that all DJs do that. I, so the DJs. <laughs> That I've been around. So I, I can't say what each DJ does. We talk about it when we're mm-hmm. together. And I think that, you know, a lot of them do honor the old and the, and they play the new. So I can't say all DJs do that because I don't know. I haven't been around all of them. But I think we, we as we talk, we strive to do that. So maybe we're striving to do that. And if you're new to DJing, maybe you haven't learned that balance yet. But ho- hopefully there's someone to talk to, someone that will help you 
to realize that you need a balance in your music. You need to go through all the genres, all music, new and old, not just new, not just old. I get mm-hmm. to where I'm sitting and DJing and I'm like, I can't hear these two same sounds again. So I switch. I can't hear these two same sounds again. So I switch to something. There's so much music and we can play so many varieties of music. So I, I, I'm, I'm of the you know, mind that two of the same song, I gotta, I have to move on to something else. So, but I don't know that maybe all DJs haven't learned that and just maybe need to learn that. But I do you think, do you think because a song it's, is new, that means it's good? No, <laughs> no, no. Not all music, is, not mm-hmm. all new songs are good dance songs. Right. Ooh. And sometimes we test music a lot. If I see, and most DJs will tell you, I'll give it three times. If it doesn't go across, then we let it go. But think about how fast we burn through music in West Coast Swing. We burn through songs. You'll hear a song, you know, in Virginia. You may not have heard in Texas. But by the time it gets to Texas, it's burned out. So we 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 got burned through so much music that all new songs are not for me dance good to put on the dance floor. Like I said, a lot of them I'll dance them first. I can't dance them all, but I'll try to listen to it in my car, on my speakers, wherever I can before I put it on the floor. And I do something here. So when I'm when I have local dances, I always <clears throat> I get uh, I call it thumbs up, thumbs down. So I said I'm gonna play a new song. I want to know what you think of it because I'm going to, I'm thinking about playing it nationally. So we do, I do about five of those whenever I dance, whenever I DJ locally. So thumbs up or thumbs down. So you have a, a cross section of dancers. So that helps me to realize that the song will play nationally or we will play at the next dance or the next event. So, but not all new songs, not all new songs are good dance songs. And I, I figure when I'm amongst a bunch of DJs, if I don't play it, someone else will. So yeah. that's the way I felt. You know, five DJs, I may not play as someone else will. You mentioned that you always try to mix up, um, like feel that like no two songs that have the same feel in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any particular kind of formula that you use? Like when I, I learned to DJ from Ken Roselle, um, in DC, he was the one who gave me my opportunity locally to DJ. And he talked about how he kind of, he kind of rides the wave. So he like starts slow and does like a progression of like four or five songs increasing in speed and then drops it down again and always mixing genres and feel as he goes. Like there was like a, a, a science to the art yeah. of like how to order songs. Do you have a particular way you go through your set list? Um, I heard that too. That's how I play when I started, but I have what I call transition songs. Mm-hmm. So transition songs are for me anything that doesn't sound like the previous three or four songs. Mm-hmm. And it also has to be not new. So if I play three new pop songs that are just on the radio, I'm I'm gonna throw in there some either a blues or a jazz or 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 you know, hollow notes or something to break mm-hmm. up the sound. Mm-hmm. So for me I use transition songs. That's what I call them. I have a whole list of those, you know, if you want to look at them. But they're that's mm-hmm. what I use. So I, but also songs have energy. So I can play, you know, late night or daytime. I can play two songs with the same BPM, but they feel different. Right. So I look for energy in a song too. So, and that's how I change the flow of the, of the dance. So I, I do, you know, sometimes you just ride the wave. You say, okay, I'm going to go up. I'm going to go down. But depending on your audience, that may not work then. Right. So transition mm-hmm. songs. So transition songs <clears throat> have been what worked for me. So if you hear me play 
you know, B.B. King or you hear me play Hall and Oates or you hear me play Prince. That's that's a song you didn't hear, you know, same sound you didn't hear three songs ago. Right. So it changes it. And from there, I can go back to the pop sound. I can go to another blues. I can go to anything. But I use transition songs. That's, that's a good, good formula. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, what are the trends you're seeing in DJing now? Trends? Like yeah, the way you're seeing other people DJing. What do you think of what's happening out there? We're playing, you know, we're, I think we're playing a lot of the, the newer music. But also, because I, I've done some mentoring and some privates, and even though there are new DJs, they want to learn mm-hmm. how to play a variety of music. They really do. So I, you know, I've done that for them. But the, the songs that we play now is what we have. So we can only play what's being produced, whether it's all the samba beat or whatever it is, even though, so you don't play that same song, you know, beat too many times. But we can only play what's produced. But as DJs, we're always looking for the odd song. The different song. If you notice, most of our music is not on the radio, like 95% of it. So you'll never hear sometimes on the radio. Have you ever heard that on the radio? You know, you'll never hear Liar, Liar on the radio. Some of the songs that we play to excess, you don't hear them on the radio because most of us are looking for music all the time. It's DJs. We're, we're looking for music all the time. And we're looking for that. 14th cut on that 15 CD, you know, track 15 track CD, that's a hit for us. So many times what's a hit for West Coast is not a hit for top 40 or any other list that you'll see it on. But Or yeah. vice versa, just because it's top 40 doesn't mean it's great for us to dance to. Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. I'm with you right there. There are a lot of, um, like, I know Robert Royston's talked about this, Brandy's talked about this, that like that tropical house samba rhythm is popular yes. right now, but it's yeah. not conducive to West Coast swing. Right. Right. Cause it accents the downbeat. Right. Um, when you're coaching people, do you talk to them about wh- what music is quote unquote appropriate for West Coast swing? Um, I don't know. Well, I just give them alternatives to that because you know, they newer DJs or some of the DJs, they want to play that because they're familiar with that beat and they make it work. It doesn't really work, but they make it work. Mm-hmm. And what, what I tell them is maybe there is an alternative to that because a lot of times they have remakes or acoustic remakes of that that right. take out that beat more so. Mm-hmm. So look for that as opposed to playing the straight up samba beatish type song or zook beach or whatever it is. So look for those alternatives. And I also... You know, I teach them the transition. I say, if you're going to play that that type of beat, make sure the next one doesn't sound like that or the next one doesn't sound like that. And though people will dance to it because think about it. We play, you know, people say, you're playing hustle. I'm like, oh, no, that's crossover. You're playing samba or you're playing this. So a lot of our music crosses over. But I just tell them, don't, you know, don't stay in the same sound too long. I say, does that song sound like the last one? <clears throat> Excuse me, you just played. If it does change, find your transition song so you can move it out of that phase, move to the next thing. So I don't tell them, you can't play this. I can't tell people what to play. You can't play it. But I tell them, if you see that you're playing the same type of sound, find a transition song that will get you away from that. Play something else and then come back if you want to come back to that or, you know, not too many in one night. I'll say you can't play that many in one night. Mm-hmm. But I don't tell, I don't, you know, if I'm mentoring someone, I don't tell you what to play. 
I just got to do how to play, you know, how to play music so that because a lot of the newer DJs like the newer music. But, you know, I I try. So for me, transition song gets them to play a different sound, gets them to play blues because a lot of them say I don't have blues. Gets them to play blues or search for blues. I'll share any knowledge that I have with any of them. So I don't tell you what to play. I encourage you to play differently or play something different. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think we have um, we have a lot of female DJs in the West Coast swing community? Wouldn't you say? Yes, now we do. Yeah, 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 we do. Why do you think we have so many female successful DJs in the West Coast swing? We play with our heart. No, it's just I don't. Hey, know. That's a good answer. For me, for me, we hear music differently. I, I, I'm I'm just telling because I can sit. I've told the guys this. I was sitting in the DJ booth. You know, when I started, it was like me and Victor and Louie and whoever and you know Ray and, and we play differently. We hear. I think. Women, we hear music different. I'm a lyric girl, so I'm listening for the lyrics. They're like, I don't care about the lyrics. I'm just playing, you know, I'm playing what, you know, whatever the song is. But I think women, we hear music differently. We play music differently. Because I've sat with Victor, and I'm like, Victor, you won't play this song, right? It's a girl song. Huh? It's a girl. <laughs> so, so, and, you know, so I think as women, we play with, we have more heart and, and feel, we feel, we feel the music more. We connect. We, we listen we connect. to it. Yeah. We listen to words when we listen to music. Women do listen to words more than uh, men do, I think. And that might be it, too. So they connect to the words, and, and that makes them enjoy the song more, right? Yep. For me, it does, because I, I listen to lyrics <coughs> of every song. Right. Because I can't help it. You know, I, I just listen to the lyrics. And also, I want to make sure that, you know, if I need to edit anything out or take anything out. But I listen mm-hmm. to lyrics. And a lot of men play the song. What's right. whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I think the way, you're right. For for us, it's a little different. We so. listen to the words. It's been my experience that, and I think this is, and I should probably look this up before I start espousing <laughs> science that I don't know anything about. But like, you know, men hear a lower register than women do. Right. right? Um, especially mm-hmm. as they get older. Um, like we hear a, a lower range of sounds. And I just find that a lot of male DJs are more rhythm driven. They play a lot mm-hmm. of songs where, like, yeah, in the first 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, that's a good beat. I want to get up and dance. And then after 30 seconds, I'm bored because all there is is <laughs> a beat, beat, right? right. And yeah. um, when I I work with a couple of, you know, aspiring DJs here in this community, and I tell them I pick music based on three qualities. I want um, groove. So I want that, like, rhythm that makes me want to get up and dance. Um, I want variety. I don't want it to be flat like a flat song. I want there to be something for me as a dancer to play with. And and I want soul. Like I want feeling in the song. And to me, that's where I think, you know, when you say female DJs have heart to me, I feel like they pick up more on the soul. So it's Mm -hmm. not just that you're listening to what the song is saying in terms of lyrics, Mm -hmm. but there's a, there's an emotion behind it Mm -hmm. that I think is more effective at getting people up and dancing and being expressive. Um, That's been my experience anyway, and why I tend to gravitate towards, I gravitate towards any DJs that play a good variety that has feeling, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to DJs where it's like, oh, that's a good beat, and I'm bored after 30 seconds of every song. Right. <laughs> right. I understand that. I understand that, too. There's a difference. And I'm glad we have more women DJs. So, so Mike. Yeah, Do it you seems feel like, <laughs> like there's definitely, Deborah and I were just talking before this, um, that it does seem like on the national scene these days, there are more dominant female DJs than males. Um, 
like, yes, there's still a lot of male DJs out there, but women are really starting to dominate the DJ scene. Yep. We like that. We like that. I mean, we work, I work with the male and the female, but I say, I, I like that there are more women in, in DJing period. I just thought mm-hmm. that. I think women also, and you know, hopefully nobody takes us the wrong way. But <laughs> it's the naked uh, truth, Deborah. Yeah, I know. Spill it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spill it. Um, I feel that women DJs who, especially, are like playing for competition or even for uh, social dancing, take take a more nurturing uh, approach to it because yeah. they want to, you know, make sure that everyone has an enjoyable experience uh, social dancing and that everyone gets a good song um, in competition. And I think male DJs just take songs and they just throw them in. They put the, you know, that's got a good beat. That's got a good beat. This will be good. That'll be good. And I think females think about it a little bit more. Like, is this, is this a song that like, there's, are there highlights in this, in, in this song? Like, can stuff happen, you know, during competition? They think about it a little bit more. Um, sorry guys, but that's just just the way I see it. Well, and in defense of, of the men, I will say, first of all, not every female DJ I heard is great, right? No. Um, and some of them, there's some, look, there's no accounting for taste. And the thing is, is that when we're talking about music, a lot of it is like your personal taste. Like, I love that you said, Ruby, that you watch the floor and, and you say like, okay, if you don't like this song, hopefully you'll like the next one, right? Like we have to recognize that you're not going to please everybody on every song most of the time. Um, uh, because there's, there is just, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's some science to it in, in terms of how you mix things up or how you, um, you know, plan out the, the tempos or the energy of the room and watch the room. But there is also, I think, like an innate feeling, uh, for music, um, personal taste. And I feel like Ooh. there are some, there are some women and some men DJs that I hear that, like, okay, I get what you're doing as a DJ. Like, I get that you're mixing it up, but I, each of these songs just doesn't work for me. <laughs> like, it doesn't make me want to dance. Um, and I do think that there are, there are some male DJs and maybe they are more sensitive souls that play good. Yeah. You I know, think like when you so and John are. play, like, John Lindo is another one who plays great, great music. With a lot of feeling. Right. Um, but and, have you seen you know, John Lindo dance? Right. I mean, right. He's, he's, He's an emotional being. Yes. He's, a, he's, you know, he's exciting and fun and, you know, he, he's, yeah. There's, his, so, so then, then, then I have another question then. So would you say, would you say that, um, DJ's choice of music reflects their personality? Um, I won't say that because we all, we all, generally have the same music and so so some part of it is is your personal taste right mm-hmm. your personal preference i think because i like r&b so there's an r&b influence even if the song is a pop it has that rhythm it has that feel so right. i think our personal preferences for music play a role in what we play that's what i think personally so i don't know that's just how i feel I mean, I th- I think that's true. I think it's more about preference of music. I would also say, to some extent, a good DJ. Well, this is kind of a question for you, Ruby, on how you feel about this. But there are some DJs who, at the worst extreme, are like lecturing from the DJ booth, like you should <laughs> like this music, and right, you right, dance right. This music. <laughs> right. Um, 
and on the other hand, I think are trying too hard to kowtow to the audience, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I expect my mm-hmm. DJ to be that balance of I'm going to give you some new stuff that you might like, right. um, but also I'm going to give you what you like, right? So partly you're the expert, but also you're being responsive to the to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you approach that balance of, you know, not just, well, I like these songs and let's see if you like them. Balancing that with, I'm going to play music that I know you already like. Um, so I do. So as DJs, we introduce music, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that there are some songs I'm going to put out there. Not everyone's going to like. So that's where I say I balance it with those, the songs that I know everyone, because I'll put the new music and I call it a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So I'll sandwich it in between something that maybe, you know, that is a, a standard or a classic that everyone mm-hmm. loves. So I'll put, you know, so I have this new song that I really want to play and I want everyone to like it. So I'll have Natural Man, right? So I'll play Natural Man. And then I'll play this song that's called Blue. And it's slow and it's groovy and it's sexy. But if you play, if you if you dance to Natural Man, you might like, okay, maybe I'll keep going with this one. You know, it's not too bad. It still has that groove. It still has that rhythm. I'm going to make sure that it, 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 it flows with the last one. So I feel like I like to flow music so that you feel... You don't hear that that kind of, uh, you know. Sometimes you're in a you're yeah, dance group. and somebody yeah, somebody goes. Uh. Right, so yep. so what I'm trying to do at all times is not to have. Uh. So I'm flowing it. So if 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 I play Natural Man and I don't think that next song goes with it, I'm gonna find a song that I want to play that that really matches that song and gives you the same feel of like oh, I don't know that, but I'll try it and mm-hmm. I'll keep going with the next song. So I'm trying to match the flow of songs and make sure that that groove continues on. And so that's how I, you know, deal with that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm watching the floor, right? So I know if they're ready for Natural Man or I know if they're ready for the for the new song, right? So and I'm going in there. So here's what I have a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so I, I'm a firm believer of it's it's the DJ's job to educate the audience, okay? And I find that what's happened throughout the last, I don't know, maybe four or five years, it's the audience that's dictating to the DJ what music to play, which is why we're not getting good music. And I feel we have a couple of DJs who are great with their music and they're not playing their great music because they're either afraid to um, or have been told by event directors what to play during competition or social. So whose job is it? Ruby. I don't think it's the DJ's job to, you know, that's not the DJ's job for me to teach you on the floor. That is not my job to teach you about music on the floor. That is the professional's job, the ones that teach you. I'm not trying to teach you on the floor. I'm trying to keep you dancing, inspire you to dance to the next song, maybe throw some new music on that will inspire you to keep dancing. But it's, it's not my job to teach you on the floor. But here's it's, my question then. So look, I'm a teacher, right? I do this for a living. And when I teach, I have an hour that I could spend with students in a workshop and play several songs and educate them in an hour. You have four hours to educate people. So I think it's it's both of our jobs to do it. It can't just be my job as as the instructor because I don't spend enough time with them and also give them enough time to social dance to the music that I'm giving them. So I play the music in class but then they go out social dancing and they learn from the DJs. 
Right. They do learn from the DJs. But I. so for me personally, I'm not trying to teach you. I will play a wide variety of music. I will play blues. I will play song, swung rhythm. I will play all types of music. Even we have some country songs. But I'm, that's not teaching you. You know, that's not teaching you from the DJ booth. That's inspiring you to dance to different types of music. I think Sometimes. that's educating you, though, by doing that. Yeah, but but so, so, I, yeah, it's educating, but not for me. If I think of it as educating, then I think differently, right? Mm-hmm. I'm playing this song specifically for you to dance this way. I'm playing this song specifically. So I, I try to play a variety of music that inspires and educates you, which may be a sideline of that, will educate you at the same time because right. you don't just dance to the top 40. Right. You can dance to a country swing song. You can dance to, you know, a jazz song or whatever. But if, if, if the byline is for me educating you, then I'm, I'm fine with that. But that's not my job for me. Well, I think you just did it naturally because your answer was my job is to play a variety. Right. Right. And right. most there's a lot of DJs that don't play a variety. Okay. It's the same all night. Right. And I want to shoot myself. <laughs> Or the DJ. Yeah, or the DJ, literally. Um, So I think uh, my request from you, Ruby, is is that you you talk to more DJs and tell them that you you play more a variety of music because you want to expose people to different types of genres of music, but also different, you know, old, new. You don't just play new music you play the old class you play the good old you know nobody ever gets tired of al green nobody ever gets tired of solomon burke nobody ever gets tired of otis redding or michael jackson or prince you know you know what i'm saying and the list goes on you know earth wind and fire i mean there's so many older you know artists that i can mention that people don't get sick of but i think we have a problem where the newer generation like if you ask them who Otis Redding or Al Green was, they'd look at you cross-eyed and be like, wait, what are you talking about? Who is that? Right. Oh, a little part of me just died, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's the truth. And I, and I do, when I do mentoring, like we had mentoring at Austin Rocks, that's what I say. Don't be afraid to play the old. Cause uh, someone came to me and she said, this is my playlist. I played this and it was new music. And then she'd throw something. I said, don't be a play- afraid to throw the old in it. Where's your transition song? Your old song can be your transition song. This will always, if you throw that song in there, you will always play a good oldie or something that everyone knows or something to keep the floor moving. So don't be afraid to throw the old songs in there. So mentoring and, you know, when I, when I talk to people, that's what I tell them. You can't just play one type of music. No, you cannot. And I'll sit, if I'm sitting with you. So I've sat with several people. If I'm sitting with you, I'm like, did that song sound just like the last one? Yeah, but it's a different artist. But did it just sound like the last song? I say, so your next song should sound totally different from the two you played. So I can only reach, you know, I can't reach so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I can only reach so many people and people that reach out to me. So hopefully I have. We educate them in classes too. We talk about this in classes as well. I think the frustration is, is that um, people get um, stuck with the word old and the word new. And just because something's new doesn't mean it's better than the old. That's right. Old doesn't mean that it's raggedy and dead and done. You know what I mean? So let's not confuse, you know, because there's music that's played, you know, from the 50s, 60s, and 70s that is still good Mm -hmm. to listen to now that I would rather listen to, to that than what's some of the songs that are being played today that are uninspiring. 
Right. We call so, it classic. We'll just we'll call it classic. Classic. Right. Yeah, all right. Classic. Yeah, I like we'll call it classic instead of I old. I like that. Yeah, maybe get their frame. It's the frame of mind, right? If you think old, you think certain songs. If you think classic, that right. makes it never you, goes old. Right. Yeah, it goes old. It's never old. Yeah. So I'm well, good this, with this raises a uh, an interesting conversation just in general, which is just you know it, when we're kind of talking about this already. But what is the influence of the music on the dance? And um, you know, I I share Deborah's sentiment of I'm I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm teaching people and, um, you know, I've been invited to go to Europe and teach. And like the number one thing that I'm asked to, to teach over there is how to blues. dance to blues. Right. Right. Cause they're not exposed to it. Right. And that's, that's changing the dance over there and it changes what, how they dance and it changes what they're capable of dancing too. And I agree that a lot of DJs here play a lot of music with a more quote unquote contemporary feel. Yeah. And by the way, since we're talking about music, can I just say that I really hate this false dichotomy of contemporary and blues? Yeah. It me freaking batty because one, the blues, <laughs> the blues music is not all blues. That's right. the first thing. Right. There's like R&B or slow stuff that's blues, quote unquote. Yeah. And then second, if you go to iTunes, you will not see contemporary as a genre. Correct. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> it's like our, it's like our catch-all. Yeah, not it's ridiculous. I mean, what I get what they mean in that they're talking about music with a a feel of blues, right? Like there's a certain feeling to blues, and music that has a more recent or uh, modern feeling with respect to music. But the dichotomy is just so messed up, and so. But but I feel like the way we talk about music you know, to Deborah's point, influences how people think about it and how they right. dance to it. And so the same with old and new, right? It's like, but anyway, I just feel like um, I'm mindful as a DJ. Um, and when I'm hiring DJs that I do, to your point, Ruby, want that variety, right? Because if, if a lot of DJs are drawn to what's quote unquote popular now, and they just play a bunch of samba rhythms all night, like, first of all, let's be honest, there are people even at the higher levels who still can't keep time. So right. why am I playing a beat that's not helping them stay on time? Right. right. Like earlier in the night when I have beginners at my dance, the first hour or even uh, hour and a half, first half of the dance, I'm playing stuff with pretty clear rhythms because I have a lot of new people who I'm not trying to educate them, but I'm trying to facilitate mm -hmm. West coast swing dancing. And I feel like a lot of DJs aren't mindful of the kind of dancing that their music provokes or facilitates um and i'm wondering how mindful you are as a dj of i know you said you like to mix it up but are you mindful of how your djing is affecting the dance and the way people dance it oh yes someone asked that recently because we are we influence so we influence music as djs mm -hmm. and more so now since we have all these videos and everybody's you know, it's it's live streams and everything. Before it was it was kind of you didn't know what the music was, what was out there until you heard it months mm -hmm. later. But now it's all live stream. But we're aware. I'm aware of that. That we influence music, it, just like you know, teachers influence music. What you play in your class influence mm -hmm. what, what mm -hmm. they hear. Our routines influence music. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, so I'm aware. So that's why for me it is. I like to make sure that they hear the classics. You know, I want to make sure you hear the classics. You're right, I, Deborah. I can't hear. You know, Al Green has such a, you know, a 
rich catalog of music. Why not play yes. it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all these people that have these rich catalogs of music, mm-hmm. you can pick from those instead of these people that make a song that we, we hear one month and we don't hear it anymore. So I, I do definitely know that I'm influencing it. That's why I always include the classics. I mean, I call them mm-hmm. old classics in there, even though I do want to introduce the new songs. So it's I important would, to introduce the new songs, I of course. Introduce the new songs, yes, but I want to make sure that the classics are heard. And mm-hmm. so when I hear, so this is what I learned from. So I was playing at a, a, a dance that was younger people, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know they say play top forty music, whatever new music. So mm-hmm. I figured, how can I introduce different types of music? So I came up with, okay, we're gonna play classic or you may hear this in a comp you need to be able to dance to this song so if there's a way around it to introduce that without them saying oh i don't want to hear that you know i'm going to sit down because usually when you play blues or something half the floor sit, you know half the floor will sit down but if you do it in an interesting way you will hear this in a comp or you would need to know how to dance to this type of music because you will get it if you're competing or i'll do this we're going to do a mini you know, uh, competition. I'm going to play three or four songs and you're going to get a blues. You're going to get a pop. You're going to get a song you never heard before. And it's fast, but that's what you're going to get. So I try to find ways to, to make sure that I include all the classics in there. And when I'm playing at home, I can do that because we're the blues, you know, Texas, you got to play blues. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to play some blues or you're not playing. But when I go out, I, I just, in I just put those songs in there. The new ones, and the classic ones, because I'm not I just for me, I'm not playing if I'm not playing any classic or blues. or I'm not playing my set for me. Right. I think there's an argument out there that we have to just play, you know, the new the new music, because obviously, as West Coast Swing Dancers, the dance moves with the music. Right. This is why our dance is still around and why we can appeal to lots of people, because it doesn't stick with just one genre right. of, of, of music. But I feel it's important to understand where the dance came from to, in order to know where the dance is going and to become a good, a really good West Coast swing dancer. You have to know all types of music. Wouldn't you agree with that? I agree. I totally agree. Okay. That's why I'm not crazy. Right, Eric? <laughs> no more than me. Well, okay, good. <laughs> you're asking a crazy person whether you're crazy. And the- crazy. <laughs> The people that I've talked to about it, I, I they do, some of the younger ones, they do want to make sure they include some of that music. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on where you are. So when you, it's, it's regional. So a lot of music is regional. So if I go to, you know, different areas, there's different type of music that's more predominantly played. Mm-hmm. But you can uh-huh. still, in. yeah. And so, and for me, I'm the same wherever I play. So I'm going to play the classics. I'm going to play the blues. I'm going to play the right. I'm going to mix it up. But predominant so if i go to you know to atlanta i'm going to play more two-step because i know they love two-step so right. wherever you are you play a little bit more of what's predominant in that area but area. you also include all the other yeah you also include all the other music i think you can include it wherever you go in the country yeah and what i love about your approach and, and just keeping it mixed up is that endeavor and, and i have talked about this um on the show with other people that to be a really good West Coast swing dancer, you should be able to dance this to everything and anything. Right. You know, and you should be able to dance with everyone and anyone, right? Yeah. Like to, to only dance to a narrow range of music is limiting your skill set 
it's it's developing skills for a particular kind of music and that's why like the classics or or blues or even Mm r&b um i think i think it was uh forrest said this once um that he said like r&b and i agree with him that r&b is kind of the the next evolution of blues Mm -hmm. right for us as a community because it's still it's more modern sounding Mm -hmm. but it still has that driving baseline that makes you want to you know, get up get and down. dance. Yeah. Well, get yeah. up and dance, but dance low. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're getting up right. to get down, right. get funky, get, get loose. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> um, where did that song go, by the way? Um, Teddy. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. But yeah, um, because there is, there was this phase, I think it's settling down, but for the last few years where there was a lot of lyrical, yeah. right? Like a lot of music that, lacked a rhythm it lacked something that was down it it inspired upper body movement which was great because now dancers were starting to explore movement that they hadn't before but it shouldn't be done without that variety right Right. like go ahead and play your lyrical song but also play your blues or your classic or r&b something that balances that out um and that's that's been my frustration with some of the djing is DJs who who don't play a wide variety like you do, and they play this narrower range of music um, that, one, over the course of the night bores me because I'm like, I'm hearing the same thing over and over. Um, but also, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stretch us as dancers. It doesn't move us as dancers in all the ways that we should be moving. Right. I understand that. Remember, we went through the, the lyrical, even the routines were lyrical. Uh, every like five, like nine out of ten, you know, nine out of twelve routines. But I, I think there's just trends in music, and we follow the trends or we set the trends. So we we went to lyrical as far as we could take it, and we had to move on. And then we, we, yeah, and then, yeah, and then we moved on to you know remixes. Right. Oh, yeah, I, know. I was just gonna say if I hear like one more cover. <laughs> Covers I mean, and remixes. Yeah, and that, actually, that phase has been dying too. I think, thank God. But like. <laughs> And you know, just like we were saying, like just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. It's I'm like, good. Yeah. unless the cover is like a unique take on a great song, just play the great song and st- like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a couple of covers that are good, but for the most part, yeah. the original is the, always the best. Right, like there's a reason why people want to cover it. Right, because it it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, That's true. but we, I mean, it's for the if it's a good cover, I'll play it too. But mm-hmm. it's for the variety because sometimes a good cover can make a song popular again. Yes. So a good cover of a song because maybe we burned out on the song. So a good cover or a good remix, but but not all good covers are good. And I mean, not all covers are good and not all remixes are good. So we, you know, we, we as DJs, we, for me personally, I look for music every day, constantly, all the time. I mean, every day. So when I get off you guys, I'm like, okay, what did I miss in the hour and a half that I was on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're constantly looking for music, and 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 the music that's being made now it sounds the same. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it's and, and I'm like, even R and B, I'm like, R and B doesn't have that sample beat. What are you, you know, what are right. you doing? So so we we are constantly having to look for covers, good covers, remixes that make the song new. Or a, or a different sound or a feel to songs. So we're always looking for that song. So when you, so a lot of times we'll test that too. So we'll test that. If it doesn't work, okay, there are a bazillion other songs. But a lot of times, if you hear him play something 
out of the ordinary or cover it's because we're testing if it doesn't work move on but it's still you can't play the same sound you know for that long period of time you have to move on to a different sound but we're always looking for music so when you hear a cover so i'm just the fine djs playing the covers and the Mm -hmm. remixes because we're we're trying to make an old song new or Mm -hmm. we think this cover is as good so for me a cover has to be as good as or better than the original Right. Think of Little Red Corvette by uh, what's his name? Little Red Corvette. Danny Zito. Was, yes. Yeah. That was, for me, that was. Oh, that. I love that one. So, so that's like a so, beautiful interpretation of the original, right? Oh, it's not just redoing the original. Not it's an interpretation. So we, we're looking for those that are as good as, if not yeah. better than the original. So mm-hmm. you know, get a little slack on that. We're, we're, well, we're playing what's available. <laughs> we're playing what's available yes. to us. I'm not saying all I'm not saying all covers and remixes are bad. I'm just saying I think DJs need to be more selective. They shouldn't just pick it just because I'm tired of the original and so here's a different version. I think they need to be thoughtful about like is this one like you said, you play it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. Um by the way, I once heard John Festa say, um, in talking about DJing, I hope I'm I hope I'm quoting him correctly. <laughs> that he's like, you should listen. You should listen and, and dance to a song three times by yourself before you play it for a floor. Mm-hmm. Like to not just listen to it, but like get up and dance to it three times. Right. And if you're yeah. bored or if it's like not working, it's don't not play good. it. But like he, right. he suggests road testing the song with yourself. Right. <laughs> like you were mentioning, you listen to music and you, you dance at home. Right. I dance at home. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, this sounds great. And they're sitting there up in the DJ booth. Being like, this is great. Because there are a lot of songs that I hear from DJs where I'm like, this is a great song if I were sitting at home. Right? <laughs> like if I had like a glass of wine and I had, yeah, right, a car song or, um, uh, you know, every now and then I'm at a, a wedding where somebody plays like, you know, Journey, Don't Stop Believing," And I'm like, how am I supposed to dance to this song? But I love that song. I love the song too, but it's like uh, I'm standing around with my drunk friends or I'm in a car. Like it's not a... Get up and dance song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I think this has an interesting beat. And they maybe listen to a minute of it and throw it on their set to try it. And I'm like, can you maybe road test it a little bit before you try it with a crowd? Yeah, I agree with that. And and so think about all the all the music that we hear now, especially with Spotify and all these streaming services. So we are bombarded with new or mm-hmm. quote new music. So I think you do t- need to take time to listen to the complete song yeah. and, and try to eat if you can't, because we have so I have many, many, many songs right now that I've not listened to and I won't play. And I go somewhere else and someone plays it. I'm like, what's that song? And I already have it because there's just, it's sometimes it's overwhelming the amount of music you have, but I'd rather play a good song that I know than the, you know, the song that I heard over there for someone else play. Maybe I'll work that in, but we have, there's so many sources for music now that the newer DJs or even DJs, we have all these songs thrown at us, but that doesn't mean that they're all good and should all be played. It's just mm-hmm. that we have all this music and to wade through all this music. And like I say, music, even if you're a DJ and you're playing a variety of music, it's still personal. It's still what you like to hear. You know, maybe I love Don't Stop Believing. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to work on the floor because mm-hmm. I personally like that song. But I don't know that it's going to really work on the floor. So it's it's really a personal choice about music, even though we're DJs playing for a, an audience of dancers. It's still a personal choice when it comes to some of our selections. And so I and for me, sometimes it works. But if it doesn't, there are a bazillion other songs 
boom, we're going to the next one. So mm-hmm. because it's just a lot of music and input influences, outside influences, things like when I started, there was no Shazam. There was none of that. I, you know, I'd have to go up to a DJ and say, what's that song? Right. And write it down. And, and now you, you Shazam the whole night of songs. You know, you yeah. put it on auto, you get every song that was played. You know, you go to, you go to Spotify, there's New Music Friday and, and, and nine, you know, 99 songs and only one of them is worth, you know, playing. <laughs> right. You yep. know? Really? What a, because West Coast Swing for us has a sound. I can hear the West Coast Swing sound that will work on the floor that I think will. Mm-hmm. Now, if I hear the, fir- you know, the first, you know, 30, I'm like, okay, that sounds good. But maybe I hear it and I'm like, nah, after that, something's not good. But you can hear that song and it piques your interest. You mm-hmm. should listen to the whole thing. But we have all of this coming at us. So now we have to delve through all of all of these songs to pick the good one. But I will yeah. always pick We're a good one that I know. Yeah, yeah. We're overstimulated. We Just are. like everything else we have today. We are. We are overstimulated yeah. with music. And then yeah. we hear it on. And, and believe me, a lot of people, DJs, I do personally. I So if I'm not in an event, I'm watching the videos. Okay, what's mm-hmm. that DJ playing for that comp? What are they playing? Am I staying in touch with what's being played? Or would I've changed because I'll write down, you know, what they play. Would I have changed that? Would I have done that different? So I'm always doing my homework as far as competition music. Like I got to tell you, sometimes I get it right. Sometimes it's like, mm. but it's only it's just me picking that or it's just that one competition DJ picking all of that music for all of those comps. So and then you're playing with other other DJs, right? You're playing with other DJs. So if that DJ played this song for two different comps, why would I play it for that comp? So that takes that out of the equation. And then you have, you know, they play that, that takes that out of the equation. So you're always scrambling to, at Victor and I do it all the time. I'm like, you did not play that. Victor. <laughs> so now I have to go right. back. To my, yeah. So now I have to go back to what I picked and change the song. So we do that all the time. So it's just because there's such an overwhelming amount of music, but, but all, you know, all music is not good comp music too. Even good social songs do not make good comp songs. There is something about a concept right. from some social song, you know. Right. So there's all that stuff that goes into picking that music. How do you think about picking competition music? Like since you said it's kind of different, what what are you looking for in competition music that's different from social? Um, about, so for me, the heats have to be even. Like I was saying, the heats have to be even. So you either get R&B, blues, whatever. For me, I put blues in all my heats, whether the... Whether the, you know, whether the, the head judge says it or not, it just, it, it's mm-hmm. for me, it's just, you have, you should, you, you should dance different to blues. Yes. So I put blues into all of my heats, but I, I'm trying to make it fair across the board. And I'm thinking like a competitor because when you compete, it's like, Oh my God, what is this song? Instead of, yeah, I want to dance to that song. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to pick songs that are, you know, compatible per heat. So novice for me in my mind deserve these type of songs straight you know straight these so they can hear you know because you're trying to get to the semis or the finals or whatever but as they get you know as they go up in division then it gets a little harder but i'm trying to match all of the heat in the song i mean all the songs in each heat for every division and then so we're thinking about like i said we're thinking about bumper music so there's a lot that goes on with that but that's how i pick competition music and for so and say if we have uh, i think i was at um some event and we had spotlights, five different spotlights, right? Mm-hmm. 15 songs per spotlight. Can you imagine? That's how, that's a lot of songs, right? Mm-hmm. And so I still have to make sure 
so-and-so didn't play that song, so-and-so didn't play those songs. And I try to make a balance uh, in spotlights for sure. So I want the same kind of energy, the same kind of, you know, the tempo, but not all songs are equal. Right. Now, so you just do the best you can, right? And it's just from whatever you put. But I just pick, try to make them equal in tempo, equal in energy, equal in whatever I can to make you stand out in that spotlight. That's my job. Is to, you know, my job for me is to play the best song. You know, I can't help if you dance, you know, how you dance to <laughs> pick the best song to put you over there so that you can be, you know, win, place, or show. That's right. my job. So, but that's how I look at it. I want it all to be balanced, even. Tempo-wise, energy-wise, from from prelims, semis to finals, no matter yeah. what. I'm glad yeah. you say that because I, I there's a lot of times where, I mean, I don't I don't feel like DJing when you're picking that kind of like, it's not rocket science to be like I need two blues that sound kind of similar, yeah. right? If mm-hmm. you have two heats, right. is it more challenging when you have 15 spotlight couples to find 15 songs that feel exactly the same? Yes, but there's so many times when I watch a comp and I'm like. Like there's the the variety of the feel and yeah. energy. Like they may be the same tempo and they may be the same genre, but the feel is so feel different. And yeah, and that's not the the same. You know, I, even when I'm in those those contests, I'm like, why did they get that song and I got this one? Like, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're so different. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciate when when DJs do go for that consistency. I did want to ask you, um, in part because this is something Deborah and I talked about. But how do you how do you approach champions? Because mm. a lot of days, a lot of these days, you are you are picking music for the champions division, and Ruby stresses out. When yeah. she's, that <laughs> she's getting stressed out just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about it a lot. Yeah, I stress and I think about it a lot, and um, and a lot of times. Um, so for champions, you've heard it all. So this is how I think you've heard it all. If I do all Michael Jackson, oh, dance to that. If I do all Prince, if I do all this, so <clears throat> usually I, I think now. I'll say this now, they, most of them want to go slow. So if I have fast or slow, nine out of 10 will pick slow, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I stress about it because I want all the music to be good. I want all the songs to be equally challenging, you know, equal across the board and, and a winner mm-hmm. song, but all songs are not equal. So when we do the best we can, so I do the best I can. So I pick a lot of champion songs and I wouldn't say I do themes, but I, I try to, in my mind, I have to have a, categorize them. So they're either all slow blues. They're either all slow, you know, pop or all slow R and B or fast or whatever, or give you a choice. The simple solution for me is to give a choice because sometimes when I pick Deborah will test it, when I pick, what I think is good, it's not always good, but I learn from that. And I learn, you know, from each competition I do, whether it's champions, whether it's all-star, whether it's novice, whatever, for the, I learn from, you know, what, what I did from then and, and try to make it better the next time or choose differently the next time. You know, so for champions, for me, I just try to, uh, think like a champion, you know, mm-hmm. think like a champion. <laughs> most of the time. And I, and I get it wrong, get it right, but, Believe me, when I'm playing songs for anybody, I'm trying to find the best song I can. I'm not putting any song out there that says this is a horrible song and they're going to dance to. I'm picking the best songs I have available to me. So that's how many. Are there things you're looking for, like when champions are dancing? I mean, I'm I'm guessing sometimes they'll actually come up to you and be like, that was great music. 
Um, or maybe not. Is it like, are you getting verbal feedback or are you just watching the way they dance and reading other signs? I get feedback. Well, and so the thing about it is I can watch the dance and know I can watch how they're dancing and know if it's good or not. So mm. if, if there are smiles or if there's like, because there's that I'm a champion smile. Right. You know, I'm happy about this smile and I'm mm-hmm. out here doing it. But then there's this, yeah, I'm just dancing, you know, let me get through this smile. So I know and I encourage feedback. I always do. And I just take it to heart. But I'm always looking for um, um, just I know that champions for me to me, champions like songs they know because they can do a better performance. For Because most of it is about a performance because you want the audience engaged, you want the dancer engaged, you want everyone engaged. So a lot of times I'll pick known songs, well-known songs, even known new songs or known old songs or whatever, because the audience engages the champ and, and, and they feed off of that energy and they give a better performance to me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I look for. What songs, what songs are going to engage the audience and engage the, the, the dancer that's dancing? What songs will engage both of them? Yeah. That's how I try to pick all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds just like a common theme is that you, you're always seeking feedback, whether yes. by talking mm-hmm. to people or by just paying attention to how, how people are responding to your music. By the right. way, it's funny that you mentioned the Shazam thing because I don't DJ as much anymore. I mean, I do locally, but, um, I, I lament the loss of people actually coming up and ask you about a song because right. then you knew like, Ooh, that's a hit. Like three people asked me what that song was, <laughs> I know. right? Like you play a new one and they ask you and now people are just, they don't approach you anymore. Just they can shazam. just shazam it. They don't. Um, and so I do a lot of, uh, so for me, a song can be a good song, right? It can be a good song, but sometimes I will tempo it up or tempo it down to give it for me to make it dance better because I've danced it at the same tempo or little up mm-hmm. so they can't shazam when it's a little faster or a little slower oh, interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah actually I think I came up to you um Lucusa I heard and yep. love 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 that song and I heard it from you um but yeah I I it's just the actual song is like what like 67 beats per minute yeah. it's super slow so I always pitch it up a little bit yep. that's funny um yep. So I wanted to ask you two final questions. Um, one, is there anything you would change about the music or the way we DJ music today? <laughs> She's chuckling. You can be real. It's a loaded, loaded question. <laughs> the music is slow. As we know, we're getting a lot of slow music, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would actually speed it up because when you get all this slow music, you have a choice between slow and slow. You know, slow and slow. We, yeah. So we, and we're getting some mid tempo music, which I like, but we don't do the fast music anymore. We don't, Mm -hmm. I would, I would get a little more, you know, faster music because what's fast? It's like like 120. So 120 fast, like 120. So we don't do the 128s anymore. You know, there was a time when it was all 128s and all that, but even 120. So if you notice, we'll play this, we're playing the same three, four year old songs because we don't get very many. So I would, you know, put them in that range so we have more of a barrel to pick from because it's it's now a matter of slow and slower. So is it 77 or is it 85? You know, that's basically where we are now. And right. <laughs> it, it's it is. totally true. So 77, yeah. So 77, mm-hmm. I tempo up, you know, 85, I made tempo up, just depends. But so I would change that for me personally. But the DJing, DJing um, is the same. So DJing, 
there's no trends in DJing. We all, we're all striving. I know a lot of us, you know, me personally, I can't speak for every DJ. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I'm always striving to do better. I'm always trying to help anyone that I can at any time. But I think the trend is, is, is a lot of it is like people get into DJing because there's no one at home to do it. So a lot of people are local DJs, right? Mm -hmm. There was no one else at the class. So I decided to DJ and then they become a DJ. So it's just a matter of, what I have available. So there's no mentoring. There's like when Victor said, I'll help you, you know, this is how you play. You know, he helped me pick songs or he helped me figure out how to play music. There's no one doing that now. So I think if we had more of that, the mentoring and people helping people that way, it would help for me. Yeah. yeah. And one final question, which is what, what is like a key piece of advice you would give somebody who, either wants to become a DJ or wants to become a better DJ, one of these people in their, their local communities who's trying to improve? Um, so <clears throat> they need to understand it is a lot of work, a lot mm -hmm. of time. Just, yeah, because when you start, it's like, I just want to play some music. But then you have to, so I have to, I have to go edit the intros if they're too long, right? Mm -hmm. I have to know all my tempos of my song so I can pick the right song for comp. I have to put together playlists. I have to have equipment. DJ equipment, mm -hmm. then I have to have headphones, then I have to have this and that and the other. So sound just realize, cards. Yeah. yeah, sound cards. So realize when you do this, if you are committed to being a DJ, then this is something you're going to have to do at some point is learn how to edit songs or learn how to, you know, get your equipment, get the right DJ software. And, and people, there are people out there that will talk you through it. And I say, I, the one thing I think all DJs should know is know your, I know every, all my BPMs or tempos. Mm -hmm. That way I can pick songs. If I don't, there, I, I've run into people that don't know their BPMs. I'm not saying they're DJs, but they don't know that. So if I don't know that this song is 95 and the next song is 108 or 120 and I play those songs, then you get that, whatever. But mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you should always know that and then know genres of music. Mm -hmm. Even though, because people say this is blues, and I've seen songs that are definitely not blues, like Marvin Gaye is not blues, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So learn genres of music. You know, put your song in, you know, genres. Learn your genres because we play. We call it contemporary, like you said, but that is just a catch-all. There is no genre contemporary. No. So know that there is pop, and then there's alternative, and then there's blues, and then there's rock, and then there's jazz, and so know all of these. You know, when you start to DJ, that way you, be I think you become a better DJ knowing that you can change. You know, I can change from a blues to a jazz. I can change from blues to a pop. Because if you don't know that, it's like, I'm just playing this song right next to this song. Right. And I'd say, you know, practice at home. I practice at home. I put, I build playlists at home. I practice. I said, how does this sound next to that sound? And so that's another thing. And then pay it when you do G DJ. Pay attention to the, always pay attention to the crowd. Always pay attention to who's dancing, who's not dancing, when they're dancing, what they're dancing to. Mm -hmm. And it will help you along the way. All of that will stop. Yeah. That's the three things. I think it's two or three things. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I love that you said, you know, the, the catch all. Because um, yes. even within yeah. pop, not all pop music is the same. And no. I have people tell me, oh, I can't dance the blues. And I'm like, well, what kind of blues? Right. So many right. different kinds of blues. There's swung there blues. Is. There's right. not swung, right? Like there's yeah. yep. twelve bar. There's not. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a big variety. Um, it is. And it's great. I mean, I think Robert Royston said it that like this part of the challenge of this dance is that it's a wider range of music. 
both mm-hmm. in terms of tempo and in terms of genre than any other social dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJs play a really big role in shaping that, what we dance to and how it influences the dance. Yep. That's very, very true. Excellent. You were great, Ruby. Yeah. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for joining us today. Thank this you. was really informative and helpful. And I've, I've known you for years and I've never had the chance to like sit down and ask you how you DJ. Yeah. I've just always loved your music, um, both the choices you. and the way you, you work a room. Like you are really good at, at kind of keeping that plate spinning. Right. Like you're paying attention to the plate and you're like, Oh, it's a little slow. I got to keep it spinning. And you, yeah. you do, you keep the room active. And, and I've been advocating for you more at events, especially around competition mm-hmm. music. Cause I think you yeah. are really um, thoughtful about your song choices. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just loved your competition music as a competitor and as a as somebody watching. And as somebody watching, I will say like, and part of the reason I asked you about champions is I've seen people pick champions music. And if they don't pick good music, like you said, the champions don't put on a good show. And then for those of us watching, the entertainment value for us or the enjoyment goes down, right? Like the music's mm-hmm. so powerful yeah. across the board. Um, true. If people want to reach you, they can reach you on Facebook, question mark. Yes, I'm on Facebook. Yes, yes. Um, and you should also find Ruby on Spotify. Yes, uh, yes. Ruby Lair, and we can share a link to her. Um, she has her Ruby Rocks playlist. I know I listen to it often so to see I. what she's adding. Um, so you I have a blues definitely... playlist too. I have Excellent. that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I haven't looked at that one. I'll have to. Oh, I have. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you can find Ruby on Facebook and on Spotify. And of course, you can find her at lots of events around the country. And you should definitely make sure you're in the ballroom when she's DJing. I, if I know you're at an event, I will always try to ask you when you're DJing so I can be in the ballroom. Um, if you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us about this episode or any other episode that we've done, you can post a comment on our website. You can also email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com. You can also reach us through our Facebook page. You can tweet at us on Twitter at NakedTruthWCS, and you can find us and follow us on the Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us. You can share our posts. Please do. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms so that you have us whenever we release an episode. It'll be right there on your mobile device. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric. And I'm Deborah, and that's the naked truth. Please welcome to the show, Miss Ruby Lair. Yay! How you doing, Ruby? And we don't have Ruby. Have Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Please don't welcome to the show. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so funny, Ruby. Ruby, I know. I was like, I was. We lost Ruby. I know. You lost me. Don't lose me. She was here a minute ago. I don't know where I put her. Check the fridge. Check the fridge. You know, you're looking for your keys, and you're like, why are they in the freezer?